Hello and welcome back to the Squeak and Shout Show with me, your host, Sam. I hope you are doing amazing today, however you are joining me on this podcast episode. So let's talk all about Etsy listing photos today, okay? Because as you will have seen from the title of this podcast, there are some things that you need to do in order to showcase what your product is, all the rest of it, so that you can get more sales. So these are my top Etsy listing photo tips and ideas for you. And they are how I am able to sell via my Etsy shop using only Etsy SEO, okay? So let's talk all about photos first, first and foremost before I get into kind of what you need to do. So photos now are more important than ever before because Etsy have done some wonderful things probably in the last 12 months now um, on mobile and desktop in hiding the description. So on a mobile device, the description is actually very hard to find. If you are not an Etsy seller, you probably don't even know the description is there because the Etsy have done a wonderful job of making it hidden basically. So shoppers find it very difficult to find. Um, and even if you're shopping on a computer, like a bigger screen, there's a diff- obviously you have a mobile version and a, and a desktop version. Even on the desktop version, it's tricky to find. Okay, I'm not going to lie. It's in like basically at the moment, as, at the time of recording, it's in like the bottom right hand side of the square. It's small. You've got to expand it. It's all quite thin and long and it's just it's difficult to read. Okay, it just is. Now, I'm not bashing the description. The description still has a place. It's still important. There are still important information to put in your description. And people, some people, still read descriptions. So don't forget about them. You've still got to fill them in. However, because they're hidden and all the other things I'm going to share with you today, your photos now are even more important than ever before. So, This is obviously what we're going to talk about today. What do you need to put in your photos? Bear in mind, it's like the one place that the majority of buyers are looking. So, and why is this? Well, buyers in general also do not have the patience to read your entire listing, okay? Whether this is the description or all those extra little things that Etsy put in weird and wonderful places, because they're really good at that. And I speak from experience. I've bought a few things on Etsy recently and have found it really difficult to find the information that I need to the point where I think I contacted all of the Etsy sellers at one point or another, or I just gave up and thought, oh, I can't be bothered. I'll see if there's another listing or I just won't buy it or I'll go somewhere else, you know? So it's really important that that doesn't happen to you because otherwise you're missing out on orders. So... Buyers in general, like I say, do not have the patience to read your entire listing. They just don't. They don't have the will or the necessity to decipher where Etsy's hiding all this important information that they need to know. And like I say, that, that that's important information that they need to know in order to decide if that product is something that fits what they currently need it for or what they want it for. Because that's ultimately why someone's going to buy your product. They need it or they want it. And also... Don't forget that a lot of people now are shopping via their mobile mobile devices. Now, I know mobile devices are bigger than have bigger screens than that now, 2020. Um, But realistically, they're still not a really easy way to buy something. Okay, 
tiny screen, the text on Etsy can be really small if you're looking on a screen, even if it's a big one. Um, and also because it's on a mobile device, people are probably doing something else. They might be at home, they might be on the bus, they might be walking, you name it. And even and especially if they're at home, they're probably going to be doing something else at the same time. So maybe they're watching TV in the background, maybe their kids are playing and they're watching them whilst they're on their phone, or maybe they're cooking. Or one of my favourites, I would love to know, you'll never find it out, but I I would love to know how many people buy things when they're on the toilet. That's a bit crude, I know, but it's it's so true. You can't not you can't deny it, especially men. <laughs> it's it's a thing, okay? So, therefore, your photos are more important and I would argue the most important part of your Etsy listing in communicating all the important information about your product, about you, all the rest of it so that it makes your customer want to buy it from you and not someone else, either on Etsy or even somewhere else. Like I say, if I can't find what I want on Etsy, I'm not gonna not buy it because I need or want it. I'm gonna go somewhere else. So it's really important that your photos communicate everything that your buyer needs to know. So therefore, I am gonna be sharing three tasks that your photos need to do in this podcast episode in order to a get you orders so if you're not get, if you're getting views and no orders this might be why you might need to improve your photos because they are so so important but also if you're getting some orders but maybe you would like to increase your orders this is also a way to do that and like I say if you are in a competitive marketplace so for instance art prints jewelry cosmetic like bath bombs like anything like that um you need to stand out somehow from all the other people selling that on Etsy and one one way to do this is to create awesome listings and like I say the biggest part of that is your photos because 99% of Etsy sellers are not doing what I'm going to describe in this podcast episode to you so if you can if you can master this you are going to stand out amongst not only your competition but also everyone else on Etsy and it's going to help you to get to that Etsy top seller spot pretty quick so now just a little heads up before I get into these three tasks that you need to do I'm obviously going to be talking about the three things your photos need to do but what I have is I have perfected my 10 photo formula this is my proven 10 photo formula it's what I use in my Etsy shop it's what I teach within my courses and if you want to learn all about this (laughs) you know have everything step by step and you just do it Um, then my Etsy SEO course will be opening again very soon. It's called Handmade Superstar Seller. And within that course, you obviously get my proven 10 photo formula in detail, step by step. And you also get editable Canva templates. So it makes it super quick and easy for you to create these, upload them into your shop for all your listings and you're good to go. So if you would like to know obviously more about that course and enrollment does open Um, when you are listening to this podcast if you're listening to it live August 2020 then if you would like to obviously enroll and learn more about it then there will be a link in the show notes so if you know that you need help getting sales on Etsy and you want to create awesome listings and master your Etsy SEO then be sure to join the waitlist for Handmade Superstar Seller which like I say does enroll very soon. Now I often get asked questions like what is the waitlist Sam? What is a waitlist? What does that mean? Well basically the waitlist is like all almost like a waiting room if you like for like the doctors or whatever and it basically you put your name on it and what it means is when I open up enrollment 
you will not only get invited into the course first, so before I publicly announce it, but you will also get a special discounted price. This isn't something I offer publicly and you'll also get some extra bonuses. So the waitlist is the place to be if you know that you need help with your Etsy SEO or just Etsy in general. Like I say, um, Etsy SEO is more than keywords. I've done a, co- a number of podcasts on it now. Um, and one of the major parts of mastering Etsy SEO is by having awesome listings. And obviously part of that is perfecting your photos. So like I say, if you want to learn more about that, you can sign up for the waitlist. The link will be in the show notes. Um, and obviously, if you're listening this into the future, check out the link. Um, it might be open for enrollment or if not, there'll probably be a waitlist in which you can sign up for the next time it reopens. So let's, whilst you're signing up for the waitlist, because I know you need help, <laughs> let's get in to the first task that your Etsy photos need to do in order to get you orders, get you more orders and help you stand out from your competition. So task number one, your buyers need to know what you're selling. So this is the product features, so what it looks like, the product features, and all the other stuff that they need to know. Now, your first few photos should be product specific, okay? Not all 10 photos. This is one of the number one mistakes I see is that Etsy sellers literally include 10 photos in which there's probably three and then all the other seven look like these three. Okay, don't do that. It's not, like By having 10 photos that all look the same, that's not helping anyone buy your product. So you need to make sure probably one to three is what I pr- usually advise. Might be a bit more, might be a bit less. It depends on the product. But what you want to do is showcase your product in a different you know, a few different positions, maybe a few different places. And this is in order to showcase, obviously, all the important features. So it might be like size and um, what it looks like. What, Like basically you want to help address all the important questions that your buyer could have that would stop them buying your product. Because remember that this buyer is buying a product online. So it means they can't see it, they can't touch it, they can't feel it. It's very different buying online than it is in person. You have to communicate a lot more about your product because they can't get it invisibly, if you like, by touching it, feeling it and all the rest of it. So you have to help them, like through your photos, experience your product, communicate all the important things they need to know, And like I say, everything they need to know in order for them to feel comfortable in buying your product. You know, is it right? Does it fit what they need, what they want? You've got to communicate all that. So here's a few examples to help communicate this. Okay, so let's say you sell art prints, really competitive market on um, Etsy. Um, So things that people might want to know when they're buying an art print. And of course, it could be any type of art print, but they might want to know obviously what size it is. You know, now here's a thing that you may never have thought of. Size is not equal around the whole world. Okay, so for instance, in the UK, we tend to use things such as A4 or A5. Those don't exist in America. And obviously, America is one of the biggest markets for Etsy. So you need to include measurements, you know, and it's not enough to use centimetres or meters if if it's applicable, because Americans don't use those either. You've got to do inches and feet. So you've got to use various different ways of displaying and communicating what the size of your product is. So like I say, size, you're going to want to do A4, A5 or US sizes like US letter, half letter, whatever it is, 
and you're going to be using measurements such as centimetre, inches, feet, you name it. Because it's really important. This is one of the reasons I sell more guinea pig t-shirts than my competitors is because I have my sizes in both metric and imperial. Nobody else does that. They're too lazy. They don't. They, also, if they're American sellers, they don't know that we don't use that in the UK. Okay. So other things, if you're selling art prints, you might want to think about is also people. If people are buying art prints, it's to go into a room. So you might want to help people imagine what it would look like in their room. And this is also a really good way to showcase size. So if you can sort of do like a bit of a mock up, maybe you've got a room in your house where you put it in a frame and put it on the wall. Maybe you've got like a plant next to it or a clock, like something that shows helps show the size. That's really good. And if you can make it real rather than using a mock-up, even better. So like I say, help them imagine it in their house. That's a big one. Then another important part might be, is it supplied with a frame or not? Because personally, when I've bought art prints, frames are really hard to find, especially if it is, like I say, A4, A5. I don't know what it is. People just don't seem to sell frames for like set sizes like that. So it makes it really awkward and difficult. So if you can sell things with a frame, A, that's a really good kind of USP and a way for people to buy from you, but also just communicate, is it supplied with a frame or not? Especially if you're doing a mock-up and showing it in a frame, that's gonna be, again, something that people are gonna wanna know, or it might be a reason why someone buys it and later on moan because they're gonna say something like, well, I saw it in a frame and you didn't supply the frame. So again, you're just thinking about what are the questions my buyer is gonna have and how am I helping them answer those questions? Another example, let's go down kind of like the printables route, because again, this is a really competitive market. So let's say you're selling a knitting pattern, for instance, on Etsy. Things that your customer, again, things I'd want to know, but again, things your customer might want to know is how do they access the pattern? Like again, don't forget, everyone on Etsy is not an experienced buyer. They are not a seller. As sellers, we know a lot more about what goes on on Etsy. Number of buyers do not. For instance, people don't even have to have an account when they buy on Etsy, they can be a guest. So actually a question the, the customer might have is how do I access the pattern? So providing instructions as to how like the ordering works, so letting them know, for instance, that when they buy it, um, they'll get a link in an email or it'll be in there like my orders. All these things are really important and people will have these and if you don't answer that question, they're not gonna buy it. Other things, again, talking knitting pattern specific, um, is there a certain skill level required? Like that would be something I wanted to know as, an, as a, as a non-knitter. Um, I'd wanna know, is it a beginner level or is it advanced? Or do I need to have, for instance, particular materials or products or tools? That's really important. So again, you need to communicate these things. And also something people might want to know is how long might it take, especially if they're going to, if, especially if it's Christmas themed, okay? Really important if it's Christmas themed. If someone's going to be knitting everyone in their family like little stockings or something, they're going to want to know how long it takes to make one stocking so that also you're going to help them prepare, you know, for instance, don't start making your stockings October the 1st. You know, you need to start July the 1st or something. So just, just help people. Um, and of course, a really big one that a lot of people on Etsy are not doing is what do the pattern instructions look like? Okay, this is really important. Is it just words or does it include photos? So like I say, this is really, really important because everyone learns in a different way. So here's a great example. I'm a kinesthetic learner, which is one that actually a lot of people don't know about. I'm a kinesthetic 
kinesthetic learner. If you want to see how it's spelled, you can check out the blog post because I'm not going to spell it out. <laughs> um, so as a kinesthetic learner, I learn best by watching, following along and doing it myself. So I have always been someone who has learnt better through work experience than studying. I've done very well studying, but I've always been better kind of like applying things um so obviously that's how I learn and that's why I love courses things like this but I love like actually following along and doing it for myself um also a big thing for me is color comes with like the kinesthetic thing um I can remember back to like revision and that I would have to have like a different topic with a different site a color paper different color pens I'd use lots of photos like that's part of being kinesthetic it's very like visual um, so colour is really important for me. It's really important for my brain to process things through colour. Through It's almost like organisational a little bit. So that's a kinesthetic learner. But that's obviously only one learning type. There are many learning types. So other people might learn better through reading, through watching, through listening. You know, there are lots of different learning types, like I say. So what you need to do is obviously again just communicate because everyone kind of knows how they learn best you know especially if you've been through school and things and especially if you've been to college and uni you'll know you, you have to know by that point how you learn best and how best to do it so again as a knitting pattern is something that you've got to kind of follow and follow the steps that might be one of the reasons and things to think about again and especially if you can lay this out and communicate this in your listing it's going to help you stand out from your competition who don't include that st stuff and also that's also one way you can stand out by having video tutorials and things things that d people don't have but people need okay so like i say task one is all about communicating everything that your buyers need to know about what you're selling so product features plus all the other stuff and like I say gave you some examples there so let's now talk about task two this is that your buyer needs to like your product and your shop okay because like I say I've already included a little bit about this in task one but buyers can't see things online you know buying things online can be risky We've all made purchases, I'm sure, at some point that we've regretted, okay? Now, it's not usually the product, okay? Sometimes it's the product, but sometimes, or most often, I would argue, it's not the product. It's actually either the process that's involved in buying the product, or it's been the lack of information or bad information provided. Because a product is a product, you know, no matter what. It's all about people basically fluffing up sometimes the information saying it's one thing when it's not so you've got to be honest you've got to be truthful which was part one okay um but like i say there's always something that we've bought online that we've regretted or that's left a bad taste in our mouths and this is usually through people providing bad information about what the product is so part of obviously creating a successful online shop because etsy's an online platform is being able to showcase a your professionalism and obviously part of this is through part task one showcasing the product understanding what people need to know and addressing that um, and obviously part of it is also the superb customer service that you provide and it's all about being customer focused that's the key to selling online okay so again talking about specifically your photos you're obviously going to want to showcase in your photos and this might be more graphic than photos 
because you can do that don't forget um, and this is going to be all the important like order information okay so for instance how long might it might it take to it for it to be made and shipped okay so like processing time and of course for the buyer don't forget because it's not just they don't want to know when you've sent it they want to know when they're going to receive it so it's also really important to also address how long it can take from when you've shipped it for it to arrive to the customer okay so this is like postage times because again, customer doesn't care when you've checked it. They want to know when they're going to get it. And of course, something also really important that you might want to also address is how you package your orders. This is especially important if you have fragile products, because that's one of the risks of buying online is something being sent in the post, potentially damaged. So if you can help, again, address someone's um, mindset, let's say, or thoughts around, oh, I really love that. I don't know, ornament, let's say, but all oh, what happens, like I know my postman's really heavy handed, like, oh, what happens if he tries to fit it in the post box? Like you name it, all these, th all these thoughts are going through someone's mind, whether they know it or not. So if you can address all of these risks and help alleviate them, that's going to really, really help you. So those are a few examples. There are many more that you'll probably want to include, but again, it depends on the type of products and what you're selling. So like I say, if you can do that in your photos, people will like shops that help reduce the risks involved when ordering a product online. And like I say, they've never touched it, they've never felt it. So if you can reduce the risks, that's how you're gonna get the orders. And that's also how you're gonna stand out from the other people on Etsy selling similar things who don't talk about this sort of thing. Okay, so that's number two. They need to like your product and like your shop. Number three, task number three. They need to trust you and want to buy from you, not someone else, okay? So Etsy is a marketplace. You're not the only one selling what you sell. If you are, that's a red flag for me because at this point in time, nothing's unique, okay? Someone else should be selling what you're selling in order for you to know that it sells, okay? So if you're not getting sales and you're creating something really unique, you might wanna do your market research, okay? So like I say, Etsy's a marketplace. There's new people coming onto Etsy every day, creating shops, selling exactly the same stuff as you are. It's natural and it's okay. Personally, I think competition is good. And here's why. It helps bring more people to Etsy who are looking for the products that you sell because the more people selling them, it becomes a place that people go to buy that product, okay? You should gotta have awareness. If you don't have awareness for the product that you sell, no one's gonna buy it. It has to be a demand. Um, and also, if you follow these photo formulas, it helps you become a better Etsy shop owner because if there's competition, it means you've got to go above and beyond your competition in order to get sales. And obviously by doing so, you become an Etsy, better Etsy shop owner. And it doesn't even have to be a better Etsy shop owner. You could just be a better business, a better product development, you name it, it just makes you better. I personally see competition as a good thing. If I'm the only thing doing, if I'm the only person doing what I do, like I say, I would be worried because it means that probably like no one else has created it because it's not making you money, okay? So competition is good, mindset shift. So like I say, people buy, because they trust the Etsy seller who's listing that they're viewing, okay? Not necessarily because of the price or the color or the size, etc. Although I have to say, sure, those are important. Nobody's going to buy something that they don't want or don't need, okay? You can't force anyone to buy anything. But, and also don't forget, people aren't gonna buy things that they can't afford, like that's out of their budget. 
but you will sell more and at a higher price if you come across as trustworthy. And like I say, you, you become trustworthy by doing tasks one and two, um, as well as obviously your reviews that are really, really important. Okay. There's a couple of other factors too, but those are all secretly within my 10 photo formula. So you, you have to join Handmade Superstar Seller to find out. So like I say, people buy because they know, like, and trust. Trust is so important. And the way, and especially like I've said, buying online, it involves risk. If you can come across as a trustworthy Etsy seller by showcasing all the things that I've told you within this three tasks, as it were, um, like I say, one and two kind of go into number three, but there's also ways like reviews and such that go into number three. That's why people are going to buy from you. And that's also why people are going to buy at a higher price point from you. Because one of the things that hurts me so much, it hurts my heart so much, is that people think that they have to be the cheapest to sell on Etsy. You do not. I am living proof that you do not. Also, you need to price your products properly okay you need to make money on them otherwise you're not going to be in business long so it's also really important that you price your products correctly okay I have a couple of podcasts on pricing if that's something you need help with but it really hurts me that I see so many people like for instance I bought something just this week that is lovely it's beautiful but I know the time it would have taken someone to do that and they've probably underpriced themselves okay they weren't even the cheapest there was cheaper people and obviously the reason I bought from this person is because I trusted them they were they could have done better but they did a really good shop at, job in their photos of helping me trust them over other people I would have liked a bit more information like I say it's just me <laughs> but um then I bought from them because the others didn't didn't even get close to her so like I say, wasn't the cheapest, didn't buy it for the cheapest. I bought it because A, it was high quality. It addressed everything I needed to know. And that also I trusted the seller. Okay. So this is also why you want to use social media too, because people need to know, like, and trust you. Instagram, Facebook, whatever it is. I love Instagram, obviously, personally, but Instagram, having an email list, you name it, all these other things are really important. You don't need them, but they also do help people get to know, like, and trust you, get to know your shop, you know, create awareness for your products, all the rest of it. But you don't even need those. You can do it all in your photos. And like I say, that's what I share in my 10 proven photo formula. So if you want to know more about that, you're going to have to get inside Handmade Superstar Salad because it's something I do not share for free <laughs> because it took me a long time to learn. OK, so that has been all for this week's podcast episode. So if you want to learn more about how to create awesome listings that make your buyers say, wow, I need that now <laughs> and get those listings seen using Etsy SEO then don't forget sign up for Handmade Superstar Seller my Etsy SEO course that opens for enrollment very very soon um, and you can join obviously an exclusive discounted price and get those extra bonuses um, the link will be in the show notes you can check it out for any reason the link doesn't work you can visit obviously squeakandshout.co.uk Go to the courses in the menu and you'll find all the information there too. So can't wait to welcome lots of you inside Handmade Superstar Seller. I have a lot of you on the wait list. So it's going to be super, super exciting. And yeah, so as usual, this podcast episode has been turned into a blog post on my website squeakandshout.co.uk. So you can remind yourself of all the three tasks that I've talked about. Um, so again, I will leave a link to that blog post in the show notes if you want to check that out. 
And of course, that is all for this week. If you enjoyed it, please consider sharing it on your social media. Um, tagging me, obviously, lets me know that you've shared it. Please do that. <laughs> At Squeak and Shout on Instagram. That's where I'm usually. You can come and follow me and hang out and see everything else I do on Instagram. If you want to see behind the scenes, I share that in my Instagram stories. So be sure to check that out. Um, and of course, yeah, if you know anyone who would also really like this podcast episode who needs help with their Etsy shop, please considering sharing it with your small business friends. It really helps help them. And obviously it helps me in more people listening. And of course, you can obviously leave a review in your podcast listening app too. I love this because it lets me know which episode is you which episodes, I should say, stringing too many words together there, which episodes you enjoyed the most. And obviously, therefore, I can keep creating more. So that's been all for this week's podcast episode. I'll see you again next Sunday for another one. See you then. Bye.